Hi, I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbook Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the crew from Dynasty 11 Studios here to promote their upcoming gaming event in April, Game Jam. Welcome, fellas. Hey, Kayla, how are you? I'm all right. Um, but outside of my introduction, you can go ahead and in- introduce yourselves and pretty much what you're all about. Yeah, thanks, Kayla. Uh, and it's great to be back here. Uh, I had a wonderful time speaking to you uh, last year about this time, and uh, we're very glad to be back. With me today are two integral members of the Dynasty 11 Studios team. Uh, first off would be Alex Parado. He is actually the uh, ideator of our game jam that we'll go into in a bit. Um, he's a game design major at uh, uh, Rochester Institute of Technology. Uh, we're thrilled to have him as part of our team. Uh, and then the other uh, member here with us today is Brian Sanishin. He is our composer, music extraordinaire. Uh, and uh, uh, he also uh, uh, spurred the idea of us doing this because he's been getting into game jams himself and stretching himself and learning and, and uh, you know, getting his talents out there. So um, this is sort of the nucleus uh, for, for putting this event on. Um, myself, I'm the CEO and founder of Dynasty 7 Studios, creative director, um, and uh, you know, uh, an event like this to me uh, feels great because, uh, you know, as gamers and in developing our app player two, it's a social networking and team building app for gamers. um, You know, we want to show that we're part of the community of gamers and that uh, we're trying to offer solutions to gamers and and empower each other and lift each other up. And a game jam is a great way to do that. Uh, Gives people an opportunity to form teams, create new products, you know, let new ideas marinate and, um, you know, see what comes of them. Uh, and we wanted to get started with that and in, you know, uh, growing our community uh, within the, the larger gaming community. So that's where this all started. Um, I'd love to uh, toss it over to the other two fellows. Let's start with Alex, um, who can talk a little bit more about uh, game design uh, and, uh, you know, why he loves game jams and, and what he sees in ours. Yeah, sure. So game jams, I think, are just like kind of the best way to incubate ideas just in game design in general. Um, Like, you know, obviously you can do a lot of stuff over longer form projects, but I think like they're the best way to get the most ideas in the shortest amount of time. And also I really, I personally really like designing games under limitations, such as, you know, time crunch or just general like theme limitations, stuff like that, which is why a lot of the games I make are intentionally limited, right? I make a lot of games with four color palettes and stuff like that. And it's, you know, I could go more, but I think it lends a unique style and it kind of forces you to be creative within what limitations you're given. So I think they're one of the most effective ways to incubate new ideas. Uh, my current solo project was originally a game jam project. So, you know, it's just kind of, uh, you can definitely expand stuff from there, but I think it's just a great way to come up with, you know, new fun things to work on. Definitely, Alex. Brian? Yeah, so I just actually did my, uh, my first game jam uh, about a month ago. And, um, you know, it's, it's the thing that I enjoy the most about it was just that there's just this massive community of indie devs and creative people who, you know, love playing games. And some people want to just do it casually. Some people are, you know, working on it professionally. And it's just a sort of a great, you know, culmination, I guess, a, a way to bring all those people into sort of one space and, and really participate in something that they really enjoy. So I, um, you know, I know for me too, the other cool thing was I worked with it on a team of, I think there were seven of us and we represented seven different countries, uh, which was also, uh, you know, a pretty cool thing. So it's just, it just sort of reiterates just how, you know, how wide, uh, you know, globally the gaming community is. And it's just a really cool way to sort of bring everybody in together and, you know, 
do something they love. So, so how has it been putting this event together? Like coming up with the idea of actually doing one and then like the steps it took to evolve it into something that's real that's actually happening soon. Yeah, uh, it's actually, it's been interesting and it's been uh, parallel to our journey with player two uh, as well. I mean, you're familiar with us and we're, um, you know, growing and learning and trying to get our footing in the industry and in the community. And I think, um, you know, rather than constantly blasting marketing noise, you know, about, oh, our product's coming, all this, I think we wanted to try and be a little more authentic um, about us, you know, wanting to become game developers, become, you know, a, a composer in the gaming industry, a designer, and, you know, a, a, a business person in the gaming industry. And I, and I think um, the Game Jam gives us an opportunity to get to know people in an authentic way, in a way that's not... Um, you know, it seems more of that of a kindred spirit than that of a, uh, you know, uh, a corporate succubus trying to, uh, you know, get money out of people, you know what I mean, just for our own <laughs> means. Um, and so, uh, so we've, we've been looking for, you know, for means for a while now, you know, our social media, we try to interact with people and we talk about different opinions on games and game dev and, and that kind of thing and have that grounded interaction with our community. And then uh, Brian uh, came to us and said that he was taking part in a game jam and got the conversation going with our team um, about potentially doing one uh, amongst, you know, from ourself. And, and, and we just, um, you know, it just, it really seemed like the right fit at the right time for us to get started with this kind of work um, in the community. Uh, and so far, we've actually had a surprising amount of responses where um, we just, you know, uh, posted on social media that we were hosting this event and did a little bit about the uh, you know the parameters of it, the time frame and everything, and that um, <clears throat> you had graciously offered to help us you know talk about the event and talk to the winners. And um, we've had a number of people actually reach out to us, just DM us on social media, mostly uh, saying, "Hey, what's this about?" or "Hey, can I take plate take part in this?" And you know, is it? Um, and I think that's a really cool thing for game developers because it can be very daunting um, to try and crack into the industry or figure out where you fit in. And it's events like this that I think open the door for anybody to say, hey, let me take my shot. Let me meet some people. Let me see if I can put my talents with yours and create something special. So that's sort of the, the you know, the the genesis of, of the idea. Um, and uh, I think we're all very excited to see how it unfolds uh, in the coming weeks. So how can participants sign up to participate in the game jam? And like, what are the requirements in order to compete? Yeah, Alex, do you want to handle that one since you set up our Discord and itch pages? Yeah, definitely. So the requirements, given this is an online game jam, are pretty simple for the most part. Uh, pretty much you just have to go to our page on itch.io, which is like a general game and game jam hosting website, and then just hit the join jam button so you're able to like actually submit once the jam starts. And the only other thing you really need to do is just join our Discord server, which has like you know all the info you need. You can talk to other people, try to find a team, that kind of thing. Other than that, there really aren't any external requirements. You can go with any team size, any tool set, um, you know, whatever you, whatever, whatever you know helps you make the best game you can the best. So um, yeah, requirements for actually joining are pretty slim. Hey, and what about you, Brian? You hardly said anything this entire <laughs> entire time. How how is it as the composer of all of this? Where do you fit in, and how has it been for you? I think I was the instigator of the work, and then <laughs> that's about it. So no, I guess that's not true. But uh, no, I think you know, just sort of adding to the sort of the whole idea behind it is that you know the big ethos behind doing game jams is just you know bringing the community together, and that is so 
similar to the whole player two concept, you know what I mean? And so I thought not only was it a good, a good way to sort of bring people into the, into the fold in terms of player two, but also just, you know, lean into the fact that we're really big into being an open, welcoming community for gamers. And this is just another avenue to, you know, to show that to people. So. Yeah. Well, this is for all of you to answer if you like. What advice would you offer to other um, indie devs or anyone who wants to get into the gaming business, whichever it may be, um, that you wish someone would have told you when you all first started? Brian, why don't you start since you uh, have you're in that exact moment, um, you know, with your work. So uh, I, um, you know, to put it very simply, I would say just find a way to go do it. You know what I mean? So like for me, Colin reached out to me a couple of years ago and, and he and I go way back, but uh, and he was like, you know, I know that you like writing music. Why don't you come and write some music for, you know, for my studio? And I was like, well, that sounds like fun. And, uh, you know, fast forward about a year and a half, and I'm actually now in a grad program uh, for writing music for video games, you know what I mean? And so through that, I get a lot of exposure there, doing stuff and meeting people and then, you know, uh, doing game jams. And actually the last jam or the, the jam that I did uh, about a month ago now, um, that team is actually now sort of turned around and decided that they want to use the people and the camaraderie that we have and, and launch that into a, um, like a real game that they hope to actually you know publish sometime in the next year or two so um and, and literally it just came down to me deciding one day you know yeah this is something i want to do and and finding the steps and you know the hope is that you know over time it just it continues to develop into a you know a, a more significant part of my day-to-day -day life so but just do it find a way to do it talk to people do game jams do this game jam <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah well said Alex, what's your take? I honestly, I, I pretty much say the same, which is, you know, the best thing to do is just to kind of do it and get some practice in. I, I think the best part about game jams uh, more than anything, is just they're great ways to get a lot of practice in, you know, um, <laughs> like I think just for, especially for managing a project, especially, it's just really nice to be able to do that in such a short time span and get so much stuff to happen so quickly. It definitely is a lot of work, but I think just to push yourself and to go do it. I think the only other piece of advice I would give that took me probably a decade to learn. Uh, so I'm going to attempt to impart all of that now, which is um, I think that especially with game jobs, you want to be very careful about not over scoping, right? I think it's very easy to get very excited about what you're making, but realistically you have 24 hours, 48 hours or a week, you know, the, the last, the last game jam I did, I did in the middle of my semester and it was <laughs> pretty tough to keep up with everything. So it's definitely, you know, it's really important to just go out and do it, but also to make sure you pick something that's achievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And if I can give my, my two cents on it is that, uh, and this is sort of a different perspective, um, you know, leading the, the D11 team, um, is that I would always encourage people to be as true to their own um, you know, their own, their own interests, their own motivations as possible, embrace their own uniqueness. Um, you know, I think there's so much noise about, you know, what's popular, what's the right way to do things, what's trending. And I think if you start to, um, you know, whether it's because marketing is daunting or whether you're just trying to find your way to catch on somehow that you can end up, you know, getting lost in what is 
popular rather than what is authentically you. Um, and, you know, I think that speaks to the the gentleman here with me and the members of the Dynasty 11 Studios team is that they're, they're truly uniquely talented people and they're, you know, special people too. Um, and, and to me, um, I think that is, uh, that's what gives someone the greatest chance of, of standing out, of breaking through, is if your ideas are uniquely yours. Because we're all so different and we're all so unique that if you embrace that, then people will take note and it's hard to ignore something that stands out from the crowd. Um, so, you know, to me, uh, even though there's so much noise, try to try to ignore it and embrace your own, uh, your own motivations, your own ambitions and, and lean into it. Well, how do you hold on to that authenticity and more specifically how do you keep your mental well-being in check against all of that noise so you know someone who's into who's an indie dev or works at the studio you know you being the CEO you have the indie dev you have the composer but you know you might also go to school you must have also have a family you also have another job like how do you keep all of that in check as an individual that doesn't interfere with the collaborative effort working in a studio. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the question, isn't it? You know, that yeah. is the challenge. Um, I think you're, you've, you've hit it right on the head. Um, you know, for me personally, um, when I first started out the idea of Dynasty 11 Studios and I, I, I intentionally put sort of, as Brian put earlier, our ethos of the studio on our website. And the idea behind that was obviously I was looking for people to collaborate with. Um, and, you know, most times I saw uh, you had to have such and such specifications, training school, whatever. Um, and to me, it was more important to have a, a different level of connection, that kind of creative uniqueness that, that really resonates with me. And so um, what's up on our website is we talk about, you know, almost the, the values of collaboration and teamwork and having a unique perspective that are really important to us. And, um, you know, Obviously, you know, other than Brian, who I go way back with, the other people in the studio found me. Uh, Alex is the perfect example of uh, someone who I just, I, you know, I said what our studio is all about on our website. Alex was a student looking for an opportunity and he reached out to me. Um, and I mean, on a surface level, that obviously proves he's an entrepreneurial guy and that's a great fit for a startup. Um, but also, uh, you know, I think he knew right away that there would be a fit there beyond just um, getting into the industry. And, you know, as he goes through school and we work on player two, we both have a lot on our plate, but I think, you know, uh, I enjoy working with him so much that it's, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to make it work. You know what I mean? Around the noise of life, family, school, and that kind of thing. So um, to me, it's important to try and hang on to you know, those values and those people that are important to you and embrace them. And, and those who, um, you know, detract from that, that add a, a negative noise um, to your life to, to do your best to avoid them. And, and on a personal note, mental health is something that's been on, you know, that's been very important to me for many years um, now. And, uh, you know, you hit it right on the head at the start there that uh, to me, it's the most difficult part of this process. You know, you can accept things like, oh, finding money, finding, you know, your way through marketing and all these, these business focused subject matter being just nature of the game. Um, but one's mental health can be a much more complex and, um, you know, insidious issue to conquer. Um, and so, you know, I appreciate you bringing that up and, um, you know, it makes it all that more important to know what you're about, focus on what you're about and embrace those who are on that journey with you. Mm -hmm. Alex Bryan, do you have another 
take one is pretty much the same as Colin. I actually to add on to that a little bit. Um, I would say like uh, one of the most important things is like just to make sure, like you know, Colin said with like I think focusing really on the people in your life and on the project itself. Because I've had some projects with you know some people that worked great together, some people that did not work as well together. And I think I think if anything, like a good prog- uh, project where you don't uphold the values you wanted to from the start of the whole thing really comes from just you working with people that you work well with and you, you know, vibe well with, and you have similar values to, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it kind of makes or breaks the project. Cause even if you really like the project, it's, I feel like it's very easy to get burnt out if you are not enjoying the interpersonal experience of working on said project, which is uh, somewhat regrettably why I, I like solo dubbing so much, but uh, you know, <laughs> but definitely I also, there are, is potential to have some amazing team experiences. I've definitely had those too. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, so for me, this is, you know, one of like 87 hats that I wear throughout the day. I, you know, I'm a time teacher by day and, you know, I've got a wife and a dog and a life and I do some freelance writing outside of this and I play in a band and it's just, there's, there's a lot of other things that I do, but you know, at the end of the day, sort of like Alex just said is if you enjoy being around the people that you're doing with it, it makes it that much more enjoyable. You know what I mean? It's just that much more fun. It doesn't really feel like uh, super laborious. And so I think that, uh, you know, to Colin's credit, he's done a really good job of number one, cultivating a really, really good atmosphere, especially considering that, you know, many of us have not met face to face. It's all been online, you know, and not even just because of COVID, just because of the fact that we have people sort of working from all over the place, you know. Um, but not only that, the people who are here, always, they just, you know, they're just really good people and they're really patient and um, incredibly professional and just, you know, fun people to be around. So that that always makes, you know, doing this fun. And when you're talking about games, that's, you know, that's sort of the whole point, right, is that it's fun. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's largely, uh, you know, credit to Colin's leadership, so. Thanks. Goes to Colin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, my last question for you three is what is your idea of success? I ask that because as creators, if we're not getting regular paychecks from a full-time job or making consistent revenue from our creations, we're considered failures or we consider ourselves failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on a back burner or give them up altogether because this career path can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your idea of quote unquote success? Alex, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, I So I think maybe a few weeks ago, I would have given you a different answer, which is, you know, I think it's very important to make what you love, but also to have eyes on it. But I would say more, more, more it's just to make what you love, right? As long as it's not what your living is, because then that's a different issue, right? But as long as you're creating art that you're proud of, you know, I basically spent my entire spring break getting a new demo out of something I was really happy with, and I couldn't get a lot of people to play it, but I am really proud of it. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I still would consider that successful, even if, you know, like, even if I haven't gotten a lot of people, if, you know, the few people that have seen it told me it's really good and I'm personally proud of it. So I would say just... I would personally put success entirely on just doing what you truly want to be doing. I think that's the most successful you can be in anything personally. Brian. Yeah. I, you know, I think any, any creative endeavor is obviously very subjective and, uh, and the biggest critics are oftentimes ourselves. You know what I mean? And, uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the process is a, as important a part of it as the product. And we tend to disregard the process, you know, like, um, this, the player two journey, you know, from when it started, however many years ago, up until today, I think Colin would agree, hasn't necessarily been 
uh, the smoothest and it hasn't been without its trials and tribulations, but, uh, you know, everybody has gotten some, something out of it. Uh, even if, you know, the product isn't there yet, almost, we're almost there. Right. But, um, you know, for me, like I have yet to, you know, make a nickel from writing music for a video game. Um, but that's not to say that I haven't gotten a lot out of, you know, the process I've learned so much in the last two years and, um, you know, that, that in and of itself is sort of its own unique success. Um, I, I think, like I said, oftentimes people get too caught up on, on the product being some smashing success right from the get-go, and that's not true, you know? So a, from a music perspective, you know, take my favorite classical composer is uh, Gustav Mahler, and uh, he was not very well received while he was writing music, and then, you know, he died, and in his death, he was this just like glorious guy, you know what I mean? And so it's, uh, it's, it's easy for us to get down on ourselves in the moment, but I think just staying positive and keep moving forward and, you know, do what you got to do. Yeah, that's great. And, and, and to build off Brian, I, I sort of have a twofold answer. Um, you know, the first thing I would say is, um, you know, specifically in regards to player two is that, uh, success to me is seeing it through, you know what I mean? Um, whatever level of success we have, say financially, um, you know, to me, having this been a multi-year endeavor and meeting people, building this team, seeing all these wonderful talents come together, I want to see this thing through to the end. And, uh, um, you know, like he said, the journey is not a linear one. Um, you know, the first time we talked to you, it was because we were doing a Kickstarter. The Kickstarter failed. However, uh, from the all the effort we put into the Kickstarter and what we built about Player 2, allowed us to then uh, form a partnership with Drexel University. Um, and they've been instrumental in helping us get player two to the point where we're on track to release this year. Um, and, you know, I didn't see that coming when we were initially uh, applying for the Kickstarter, but, you know, you can't choose just one path and assume it's going to work out that way. You know, I have to stay flexible, determined and see it through. So that's, that's one part of it. And then quickly, the other part would be um, fr from a leadership point of view, um, you know, I want to see that the people I'm working with are happy, that they're satisfied, that they're fulfilled. Um, that's success to me. You know, if I, especially in an industry where, um, you know, crunch time, burnout, overtime are so um, rampant, uh, you know, I want to see my team feeling that they are in a place they want to be as far as being able to actually live their lives, feel fulfilled, be healthy and happy with their work, um, you know, and feel like they're a part of something that, um, you know, when they invest their time and effort that it was all worthwhile in the end. Um, and I think that's something that it's, it's definitely the most, you know, heartwarming thing about this whole process is that despite the ups and downs, um, the team is so motivated and so energized um, about what we're building that it, it, it gives me great confidence that in the end, um, you know, we'll achieve the measure of success that we're looking for. Uh, is there anything else that um, any of you wanted to share or touch on about Game Jam, um, the event as a whole that I may have missed? Uh, maybe uh, prizes for the winners? Uh, Brian, anything? Uh, no, I mean, just, you know, if, if you're somebody who wants to, you know, break into this industry, you know, get at it. Just, you got you to gotta start somewhere, right? So just, you know. Shoot your shot. Yeah, that's it. Alex? Um, honestly, my advice would probably just be the same. You know, the best thing to do is, you know, just shoot your shot. 
get yourself out there and just kind of do it, you know, where else how small that start is, it's a start, you know? Um, <laughs> so I think, and I think game gems are a perfect way to do that. Um, so, you know, I think this is a great opportunity for people just looking to kind of get their foot in the door. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with both of them. And to what you said, Kayla, about, um, uh, you know, rewards, prizes, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, because we are building a social platform, um, you know, we want to empower those who, you know, are, are you know, going to help each other on the way up is the, is the whole mentality. And, uh, you know, those who want to be a part of uh, the game jam here, and, you know, will get featured on our social media and those who win um, will have the, you know, the opportunity to speak to you and, and talk more about, you know, not just their game, but what's important to them, their journey. And I think the more we share about that, the more we can all learn about how we can all navigate uh, the, the passion of becoming game developers. All cool stuff. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right. Well, again, I want to thank the crew from Dynasty 11 Studios here to promote their upcoming game tournament in April. Is it titled Game Jam or is it just a game jam? Yeah, so uh, the game jam is sort of this the the industry lingo for this this kind of get together hackathon kind of um, you know build a game in a short period of time. Um, so it's the Dynasty Eleven Studio Spring Game Jam. We hope to be able to do this with more frequency. We'll see how the first one goes, um, but uh, we'd like to do it uh, you know even quarterly, seasonally, that kind of thing, um, just to you know keep giving creators the opportunity to be seen and and you know find people to work with. Okay, well it. I want to thank the crew from Dynasty 11 Studios here to promote their spring game jam in April. Uh, Colin Johnson, Alex Barato, and Brian Sanishin. I highly recommend our listeners to consider participating uh, in the game jam tourney. Um, all of Dynasty 11 Studios socials and website will be listed in this episode's details for those who are interested. Again, I am KS Garner, and you have been listening to the Solo Nervous Podcast. Thank you.